Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Surgery Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to another edition of the Sports Break, where we're going to break down some of the great events and people associated with the date of May 9th in sports history. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that, talking about some great stars and events. But before we do that, let's make sure you're aware of our newsletter. It comes out each and every day about 6.30 a.m. Eastern, right into your email inbox, totally free. Cancel at any time. And it's so easy to sign up for go to the show notes of this very podcast or pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com to sign up for our emailed newsletter now let's get into some of these great hall of fame birthdays people born in hall of fames of different sports on may 9th and we start off in the year 1948 in norwalk connecticut and that was naismith memorial basketball hall of fame calvin murphy was born calvin had a successful collegiate career at niagara university where he averaged 33.1 points per game over a span of three years and after that he turned professional and played in the nba as a guard for first the San Diego Rockets and then they moved to Houston and became the Houston Rockets from 1970 all the way to 1983. Many of us remember him playing. Murphy has the distinction of being the shortest National Basketball Association player inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Five foot nine inches of him, all of them in the Hall of Fame. And uh, he also was the shortest to play in an NBA All-Star game, the shortest man, uh, since that was tied by uh, Isaiah Thomas in 2016. He wore the jersey number 23. Also on this day, we have a great baseball star, probably one of the greatest hitters of all time, May 9th, 1960, Los Angeles, California. Baseball Hall of Fame right fielder Tony Gwynn was born. Now, Tony played for 20 seasons, 1982 to 2001, and uh, played for the San Diego Padres. He's a left-handed hitting Gwynn, won eight batting titles in his career, tied for the most in National League history. He was a 15-time All-Star, recognized for his skills both on offense and defense with seven Silver Slugger Awards and five Gold Glove Awards. He wore number 19 with the Padres, and what a great uh, person he is, Tony Gwynn born this day. On May 9th of 1965, we have a great one from the hockey realm. He was born in Cranbrook, British Columbia, Canada, Hockey Hall of Fame center, Steve Iserman. Now, Steve served as the longest running captain in NHL history, dressing as captain for over 1,300 games and serving his entire 22-year NHL playing career with one team, the Detroit Red Wings. Now, he's a well-decorated skater, Learned the earned the Lester B. Pearson Award for the Most Outstanding Player in 1988-89 season, the Conn Smythe Trophy for the Most Valuable Player in the Stanley Cup Playoffs in 98, and the Silkie Trophy as the league's best defensive forward in 2000, and the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy for Perseverance in 2003. He played in 10 All-Star games, was a first-team All-Star in 2000, and a member of the All-Rookie Team in 1984, jersey number 19 of Steve Iserman, a great one 
to watch. And that's covering a lot of sports there. And uh, we're not done with the Hall of Famers because we have one more to talk about born this day. And it comes from the College Football Hall of Fame. Born in 1958 on the 9th of May, Detroit, Michigan. The dominant guard from the University of Southern Cal was born Brad Bood. Now, footballfoundation.org website states that Bood was a starter and offensive guard for the Southern California teams for the seasons of 1976 through 79. He stood 6 foot 5 weighed 253 pounds, was a lead blocker for the famous formation called Student Body Right, which was so successful his senior year, and play averaged eight yards each time it was run. Uh, Charles White was a prolific runner that ran behind the blocks of that line, including Brad Bood. He uh, ended up winning the Lombardi Trophy as the nation's top lineman in 1979, was a unanimous All-American selection that same year, and the National Football Foundation selected Brad Bood for entrance in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1998. Now, after his college career was over. He played for the Kansas City Chiefs for eight seasons in the 80s, and he uh, ended up staying uh, there in Kansas City, and he was familiar with the city because his dad, Ed Boot, played for the Chiefs from 63 to 1976. And it just tell, tell you what the caliber of person is of this man. He sent a donation to Southern Cal, repaying the school for the athletic scholarship it had given him. And uh, he has now since uh, went and talked to many Christian groups with him and his wife, uh, helping to keep people of faith and uh, perseverance and you know helping out wherever he can. That's a great Hall of Famer in Brad Boone. So we had some great Hall of Famers. Now, one Hall of Famer that we, I think I failed to mention on the podcast yesterday who had a birthday May 8th was Ronnie Lott, the, you know, the great safety of, uh, you know, most well-known of the San Francisco 49ers. Played for the Jets a little bit. But, you know, happy birthday out there to Ronnie Lott. We apologize for uh, missing that. Uh, didn't scroll down far enough <laughs> during our speech yesterday. But uh, we want to make sure we recovered from that. Um, we had some great... Great football news of the day. And this came from May 8, 1900, of the Lawrence Daily Journal that found on newspapers.com. And the headline read President Jordan of Leland Stanford gives his opinion of the coach. Now, this article, of course, was about Stanford University, President Jordan there. And he talked about his coach that he had for one year. And that is, you know, the great uh, Fielding H. Yost, who, you know, was only with the Cardinal for one year. And uh, we talked uh, to our friend, uh, Dr. Uh, Behe, uh, John Behe, last summer about Fielding Yost. And, you know, his great book out there on that. And, you know, Jordan really didn't want uh, Yost there. Uh, for very long they were having some success and he wanted to push the academics yost goes to michigan and the rest is history that leads those point a minute teams and some other great uh, innovations to uh, some tremendous michigan wolverine teams and i'm sure michigan was grateful that uh, stanford let him go but that's our, our history that we have on that now we also have some great uh, headlines from the other sports and some great events that happened in this day. May 9th, 1901, the Cleveland Blues rookie pitcher Earl Moore threw a no-hit ball game for full nine innings. However, the Chicago White Sox scored four in the tenth inning to hand Moore and company a 4-2 loss. That's a heartbreaker. Uh, in 1961, on May 9th, the Baltimore Orioles Jim Gentile, number four on his jersey, smacked not one, but two grand slams in a game against 
against the Minnesota Twins at Minnesota's Metropolitan Stadium. The Slugger drove in a grand total of nine runs uh, during that game, up to his RBI total for the year, and the Orioles won the game 13-5, powered by those nine runs. In 1973, Cincinnati Reds catcher Johnny Bench, wearing that number five jersey he made so famous, hit three home runs in one game for the second time of his career at Vets Stadium in Philadelphia, and the Big Red Machine needed darn near every bit of Bench's production as they won 9-7 over the Phillies that day. And uh, what a great player Johnny Bench was as well. Now we go around and look at some great websites that uh, bring you know so much to sports history. And one for hockey that we love to go to time and time again is the HockeyWriters.com website. And they share with us that on May 9th, 1981... The Minnesota North Stars advanced to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time in franchise history by defeating the Calgary Flames by the score of 5-3 in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Semifinals. Brad Palmer scored twice in that game uh, to help seal the deal and send the North Stars into the Stanley Cup. Of course, the Minnesota North Stars ended up moving to Dallas and are now called the Dallas Stars. Another great hockey source that uh, tells us a lot about the day of May 9th is uh, the NHL.com as they have this day in hockey history as well. And on May 9th in 2006, Joffrey Lupo made history in Stanley Cup playoffs when he scores all but four goals for the Anaheim Ducks, including the winner at 16.30 of overtime in a 4-3 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. All four goals coming from that one man to uh, push them to that victory. Uh, Tremendous, and we thank NHL.com for that. Now, we also like to talk about baseball history, and uh, you know we got some great items that, that we love to share from the This Day in Baseball.com and from Jay Daniel and his 80sbaseball.com website. And first of all, let's take a stop over to this day in baseball. They have, you know, dozens of events that have happened on the day of May 9th, as they do every each and every day. And we really appreciate the work that uh, they did there. And this was uh, really kind of an interesting one that happened back in 1914 on May 9th. And before 18,000 fans, Christy Mathewson scattered 10 hits and shutting down the Braves by the score of two to nothing. A Chief Mayor's double and to off of Lefty Tyler accounts for both of New York's runs. Boston is now three and eleven, ten games behind the Pirates. But uh, Christy Mathewson, just a tremendous you know pitcher, didn't have a great day that day with those ten hits coming out. But uh, just some great history from this day in baseball crew over at uh, thisdayinbaseball.com. Now, we also told you that we love to go to our friend Jay Daniel. He has that great book, Sud Series, that we talked about on the show a couple months ago. And he also has these daily items and events and birthdays celebrating 80s baseball, a time period that many of us love to talk about. And he has a big day uh, for a gentleman on May 9th, 1982, and that's Dan Dreesen, who got his 1,000th hit of his career for the second time. Now, Dreesen thought he had reached the plateau earlier on the season in a game against Houston, but a fan 
wrote to the Cincinnati Post pointing out an error in the Reds media guide. The fan was right, so Dreesen had to wait till this day in 1982 to uh, you know get that 1,000th hit. And we thank Jay Daniel for letting us share that with you today. That's 80sbaseball.com with Jay Daniel. If you put a backslash after the website and put a date in, you can go at any date uh, during the baseball season and see the great history that he has saved up to share with each one of us. Now, that is our great sports history for the day. Uh, we are so happy that you were able to join us once again. And you can find more history on jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. We welcome you to do that. We also welcome you to join us each and every day because we try to have a discussion on sports history and we definitely have multiple articles and celebrate the Hall of Famers and events of the day uh, on both those websites, jerseydispatch.com, pigskindispatch.com. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.